Jerry's an absolute savage and we've really, really loved coaching this dude. The, the reason why we love coaching Terry so much is because he's excelled in every single area of his life. I mean, if you think of like what a successful dude does, a successful guy makes a lot of money, has great relationships and looks pretty shredded and jacked. And Terry started all three of those things, but it wasn't super easy for Terry at the start. I mean, when we first started out, he was going through, he had a rough, rocky time with his missus. He was drinking too much, he was super stressed out. His business was going to shit. Like, he had a heap of stuff going against him. And he's managed to flip it all around now and be in the best position of his whole entire life. So if you're someone who's maybe battling with a couple of those issues in terms of relationships, in terms of the way that you look, your health, drinking, stress, work, anything like that, You'll get a lot of benefit out of this episode because it'll literally give you a blueprint on how you too can get to exactly where you want to be. And we're live. Thanks for coming on, bro. No, pleasure, man. Absolute pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm pumped. Mate, you've had a bit of a, uh, a roller coaster, shall we say, over yes. the last <laughs> October um, when you first started working with us. Can you run us through, like, from your eyes and from your side? How would you describe yourself in October? What was life like? Oh, well, like going back on it, like I know it wasn't that long ago, but it's just so hard to even think about myself and where I was at like that because I'm just so far from there now. But I just struggled with self-confidence, self-worth, so many different things, anxiety, all these different things, alcohol, and just struggled to put things together day to day. and. I just separated from my wife. I've got two kids, two girls, so I wasn't seeing them as much. You know, life wasn't amazing <laughs> at the time. And yeah, it was just tough, man. Like, and I knew. Why did you and your missus separate, if you don't mind me asking? A few reasons, but mainly my attitude, man. Like, it just wore her down. And you're a long time unhappy. You just stay with that one person. You know what I mean? And if they're not doing it for you anymore, and, you know, you don't like where things are going. Instead of just hanging in there, she just decided to, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm out. I can't can't deal with this anymore. And it was, man. It was me. It was my attitude. What do you mean and by your attitude? Like, like, what were you doing? I just, what are they thinking about? I just couldn't regulate or control my emotions whatsoever. Like, one little thing, I'd just get fixated on it and fly off the handle at any point and just be all over the shop, man, like, Almost to the point where I was just stuck in a really negative cycle, man, a really negative thought process. And I think, like, now that I look back on that, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was fucking shit. Like, how I was like that for so long is beyond me. But <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. It's one of those things when nobody wins out of it, everyone loses. Like, what effect was that having on your missus when you're like that? I think it wore her down as well, man. Like, it probably, I'd rub my shit onto her, you know, and I'd, push that onto her because that's how I was feeling, I guess. And I reckon some of that started to rub off on her, man, her self-confidence and her self-worth and all that kind of stuff. And she's not that kind of person. Like she's been a mindset coach and all these other things and, you know, she's a really happily, happy, bubbly person, you know. So I think that was just taking its toll. Big time, man. What about the drinking? Like how, how much were you drinking back then? So I actually quit drinking before we separated, like, completely but go back you know rewind 18 months two years ago just to give you a bit of backstory i used to run my own business as a in construction as a concreter and just to deal with the pressure and the stress and all those things man i was drinking like in between 10 to 15 cans every night every night 
every night, man, just to deal with it. I'd come home and just go straight to the fridge and that was my escape. That's how I dealt with the stress and the pressure and, and the million things that I had to do. And as anyone would know, that didn't help the situation at all. So, How was it, man? You would have like constantly felt hungover. How did you function drinking that much every day? It was kind of weird. Like some days I'd, I'd wake up feeling a little bit rough and other days I'd feel 100% fine. Well, not 100% fine, <laughs> but, you know, I could function well enough and just sort of forget about it and move on. But, yeah, it, was, it wasn't great. Why'd you quit? Well, it's one of those things, man. I just knew it wasn't good for me. Like I knew that, like, I was, I was fucking up quotes, I was fucking up invoices, I was, you know, all over the shop. And I knew that if I wanted to get somewhere with it and I wanted to be a better version of myself, I had to change something. And I just stopped. Like I struggled with it on and off for a bit and then I just woke up one day and said, that's it, I'm done. I'm going to just stop drinking until I can find a happy medium with it and get myself sorted first, you know. Totally. And what was it that made you want to reach out and and have a chat with, with myself and the team? So it was actually after... Me and my wife Mel separated and I just moved into my own house and I knew that this was the time I needed to just do me and just change change my life, change myself, reinvent myself a little bit and try and be the best version of me for my kids when I did see them and be civil with her and all that kind of stuff. So I was very much in that mindset. I didn't fall off the wagon and, and get back drinking and that kind of thing. I actually stayed strong and did the opposite, started hitting the gym and all that kind of thing. And I was just on this path of looking for that edge, looking for someone, something to help me out. And I was actually doing some research on how to raise your testosterone naturally. And you popped up on Facebook and I just watched a couple of your videos and I sent you a message. I'm like, like, fuck you. Yeah, I love your vibe, man. Like you just seem authentic. Like you seem genuine. There's no shit talk. There's none of that. And I was just like, I like that about you straight away. So as soon as I seen your videos, I'm like, yeah, I've got to message this guy and, and see what he's about. And it, it went from there. That's cool, man. Well, a lot of blokes in your search, like you just keep going through and you keep like searching for info. I mean, like, because there's, there's fucking hundreds of thousands of hours of information on the net, which is just telling you how to raise your testosterone. And most of it's complete, total and utter bullshit. Like, let's be honest, it's crap. But that, <laughs> what most dudes do is they take that first step, like, yeah, okay, cool, I've got a problem. And I'm going to research it. But then you went to the next step. It was like, fuck it. I'm going to pay someone to get me this re- this result faster than what I can get myself. Why did you choose to do that instead of doing what a lot of guys do is stick in that cycle of just reading information and not necessarily getting anywhere? I think from what I, I mean, once we, once I watched a couple of videos and messaged you a little bit, and I think after we had our call, I'm like, I actually spoke to Dan Van first and I was just like, I need to do this. I need to do something completely out of the ordinary, completely out of what I would normally do or what I'd normally be comfortable doing and just do it. Like I haven't got anything to lose. (laughs) So it was like really one of those make or break sort of decisions I had to make and I chose to just just do it and commit 100% to it. So. Did you have any doubts about doing it? Like, did you have that thing on that where you're sitting on the fence, like, oh, I don't know, like, what if I do it? What if it fails? What if I don't do it? What if, did you have any of those thoughts at all? No, not really. I've learned over the years, especially when I've had my business and shut it down and different things, I've learned to deal with failure. Failure is a 
part of life. And I, I know a lot of people struggle with it. Fear of failure is a massive thing for a lot of people, but there was none of that. And I just sort of, I don't know, man, I just, I just knew I had to do something. And I was just like, I'm going to do it. When I make my mind up about something, that's, that's it. Like I'm going to commit to it. And especially after I spoke with you and much like podcast you did with Goober, I listened to that the other day and I was just like, when you got on a call with him, it was about him and talking to him and it was exactly the same with me. You know, you, you asked me questions and you were all about what, what I needed from you and as a program. And I was just like, I'd never really thought about even some of the questions you asked me. Like one of them was, where do you think you're going to be in five years if you don't change? And I've never really thought of that before. And I was just like, fuck, like I'm probably going to be exactly where I am now. Just fucking doing bare minimum to get by and whinging and kissing and moaning about it. Like, you know what I mean? So, I wish so I could ask those questions more, hey, because like when you look at that and you, if you look at, if you're doing really well and you're super in line with your values and you're living life, life the way you should, if you look forwards in five years, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm pumped for that. But if you're screwing around and you're doing things and you're, you're not thinking forwards and you're not thinking about where you should be, if you start to look forwards and that and you think five years down the track, it's super fucking scary. It's like sobering how quickly it, that you you start to think about changing. Well, one thing I want to just go back a little bit is you mentioned about the failure thing. Like you said that you dealt with, learned to deal with failure. This is some things that this is, it took me a fucking long time to learn how to deal with this. What was your strategy for learning to deal with failure? Because failure is a very daunting thing. Like how did you get around that idea of failure and how did you put that to bed and say, I'm okay with failure as long as I have a go? Yeah, well, <laughs> it wasn't easy, man. It was a, it's taken a long time. Like, so you know, like I said, I was running my own business, and you know, thought I was crushing it, and it was slowly doing this one on, on the decline, and it crashed and burned, and that was in my eyes like a complete fucking failure, and that stung, man, for a long time. And I think the biggest thing now, like the ex- like with my mindset now, the experience I gained from doing that has outweighed any of the negative feelings of failure and all that kind of stuff and i've just you know i watched a lot of um watched a lot of youtube videos on failure and all this different stuff like affirmations you know pump up videos all that kind of stuff and there's a lot of cool little things that you pick up along the way i've listened to a lot of audio books on different stuff and it's one of those things where you don't fail because you learn from it you know what i mean you only fail if you completely just give up so as long as you've learned something, you've bettered yourself. So if you can get your head around it and put that sort of spin on it, you didn't really fail. You just learned. It's a really cool way of looking at it, man. So what did you learn out of your business going downhill? Definitely self-discipline. <laughs> you have to have self-discipline. You have to be on the ball all the time with different things. You can't just go, oh, I'll fucking do that tomorrow because then it never gets done and then you've got, 10 things piled up tomorrow. Like if you are in business, anyone with a successful business will tell you that you need to be on it 100%. You need to be organized. Time management is a massive thing. So I learned how to do that the hard way. (laughs) But I learned how to do that, man. And just having that organization in place and it just seemed to, I don't know, I learned a lot about that kind of thing. And yeah. 
That's cool, man. Really cool learnings to take away from it. And then I guess from that, the next thing I'd love to go look at is, okay, so you, you signed up with us. You've got this mindset of like, fuck it. If I fail, I fail this. I'm going to learn something out of it. You went in balls deep. Like you jumped in with two feet. There was, there was, yeah. You know, the, why did you choose to jump in two feet straight away instead of just, you know, dip your toe in the water and feel what the program's about? I don't know, man. It was just one of those things when, you know, when someone just fucking makes their mind up about something and that's, that's it. Like it was one of those. I just, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I had to do and I was just going to do it. So it was just like kind of a light bulb moment where I was like, well, what have I got to fucking lose here? Let's, let's change it up. Let's do everything in this program a hundred percent and see what happens. What, what was it like for you? Like when you first started the program? Oh, awesome, man. Like <laughs> just having Harry there and he's just, Harry's awesome. Massive shout out to you, Has. He's been my rock through this whole thing. Like if I've had an up week, a down week, he's always been there. But I think starting it, it was just one of those things. It was just different to having a personal trainer at the gym. It was different to it's just there's so much in it, so much involved. You're just constantly thinking about it and thinking of, no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But it's all in a positive light. Like it's all really good stuff. And once you start to see the benefits, like I lost a few kilos straight away and started gaining a little bit of muscle straight away. It was just like, you know, I and mean, when you can see the results and feel the results in yourself, like it's just like that's exciting. What was the first thing you felt? Like when you, what was the first thing that you saw and felt when you're like, okay, I'm actually onto something here? Uh, it was probably more a mindset shift than physical. Like I could notice myself, like I, I never used to sleep that well. And all of a sudden I'm getting fucking eight to 10 hours sleep every night and it's, you know, I was like a corpse of a nighttime man. <laughs> I was game changer, isn't it? Absolute game changer, man. And like just being able to control and regulate my emotions throughout the day, no matter what the situation, was like I noticed that straight away. I was like, fuck, oh, like I'm not on edge, I'm not nervous, I'm not anxious, I'm just chilled and I can just deal with whatever comes up, you know. So that was probably the biggest thing that I noticed straight away. What were the payoffs from that in your life? Oh, so many payoffs, man. <laughs> just having a better attitude towards life and, you know, like just being grateful for things that you would otherwise take for granted is a massive thing. And it was just that thing, like I got a promotion at work and then, you know, everything was going really well. You know, fast forward to now, me and my wife are back together. I live with her again. I get to see my kids every night and things are fucking awesome, man. So, like, that in itself was a massive payoff so well, how'd you pull that because you know because you went from a stage where you and your missus split so things things weren't great as you said you were flying off the handle you're even bringing down your wife who's a beautiful bubbly person like how'd you pull that man to go from that to now where you're back in the house you're back with your kids and you're back with your missus every night yeah i don't know <laughs> to this day it just happened i kind of just started to do me and i guess she liked what she saw in me and the person i was becoming and you know we just got close again i guess through that because i was she could come to me and talk to me about anything and, and that kind of thing whereas before she didn't want to have a conversation with me about anything because she knew that i'd react or not react and not give a fuck you know so it was just like it was just that shift that i've probably always needed to make but never knew how i never had the tools to do so yeah why do you think that she could she like why do you think she felt that she could come and talk to you like, what was the change within you that allowed that to happen? That's a good question, man. 
I think I was just more, I don't know, like I was just me. Like finally for the first time with no apology, no no facade, no anger, no nothing. I was just me and I was just chilled out and I was probably more empathetic towards everyone as well. Like because you don't know what other people are going through, man. So you've just got to try and be understanding and, and that kind of thing. And that's kind of what I've taken taken away from this whole thing is just trying to be understanding towards anyone because you don't know what they're going through. And um, I guess we just got talking a lot. And before I knew it, we sort of rekindled and here we are. What was it like, like the first night you were actually allowed back in the house and you were able to come back? It was actually a bit of a funny film, but it was really cool. I remember just sitting at home and uh, we were just texting back and forth. And she's like, oh, why don't you come around? I was like, all right, sweet. And like, I had but we're on here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I had a housemate at the time. I just like fucking boom out the door, jump in the ute, and I was gone. So yeah, it was it was really cool. It was exciting, and it was just like it was a weird thing. Like to someone I'd been with for so long, but it was all new and all fresh again. Like it was just crazy. Weird question, and might be might be a little bit into it, but I'll ask it anyway. Like, how has your sex life changed since doing this? Our sex life was always really good beforehand but i think if anything it's made it better and yeah we're definitely a lot more open with each other in that respect and it's definitely better and for how's ourselves. it better you know we try different things now we experiment we do all sorts of cool things so i think before that i wasn't open to any of that i was just not not plain jane but not open to different things you know what i mean so it's just got more exciting it's funny, man, like with the when your relationship becomes more open and you have greater trust, it's like sex just suddenly like all of a sudden gets so much more awesome, so much more fun and so much more like less of a fear of judgment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's really, really cool when, you, when you're just in a really open, trusting relationship. It's, it's the fucking best, man. What about you as a dad? How have you changed as a dad? I think just being more understanding of my kids, that kids are going to be kids, you know what I mean? Like and not get angry and frustrated at them for being kids and just really trying to be emotionally on their level. And, like, I never could have grasped that before. What do you mean by emotionally on their level? Oh, like, so take my eldest daughter, for instance. She's nine and she is an emotional little soul and she will fly off the handle over the smallest little things. And instead of getting shitty that she's carrying on like an absolute pork chop, (laughs) I'll try and just be like understanding as to why she's feeling this way to the point where I'll get her to go and write down things that she's grateful for and try and snap her out of that negative mood. And to her credit, man, she's amazing. She does it and pulls herself out of it. So, you know, as a parent, if you can see your kids doing that, something that you've taught them, that's a really good feeling. That's dope, man. So, okay, so you've actually taken stuff that we've got you doing in your program and then you're getting your daughter to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. She she reads every night and you know, write down things she's grateful for or just do some journaling in general of how she's feeling so she can just become more aware of her own self and regulate her emotions because, you know, I'm, I'm fucking 32 and I've only just starting to learn how to do that so i figured if i could teach a nine-year-old how to do that now when she gets to my age she's going to be really good at it and hopefully she's going to uh not 
do all the things that I did and just be able to control herself and be confident in her, who she is. Have you seen a shift in her? Some days. <laughs> Some days. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah, like she's, she's got an absolute heart of gold, man, and she's, uh, she's really clever. So she takes it on board. You might have the world's first emotionally intelligent teenager. That would be amazing if I could, man. I'm not looking forward to the teenagers. <laughs> oh, dude, man. I, I'm, I'm the same. Um, Soph's family, like they always throw girls, right? They've always got girls. So I'm like, all right, cool, I'm going to have girls. Like I've, I've, yeah. I've, come, I've come to terms with that, you know, being, a, being me. I've always wanted boys, but like I'm going to have girls. And yeah. I just keep thinking that. I've got a couple of mates who say, you're gonna have hot daughters, man. Like, <laughs> hey, <fuck>. well, <laughs> That's no. the worst part about having a hot missus. Is I'm gonna have hot daughters too. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time, <laughs> uh, isn't it, dude? Also, the other thing because you're crushing it in business now and career as well. It's the next thing I would love to bring up if that's cool with you. Yeah, because um, you're crushing. Can you tell us like exactly where you're at now and and how things have changed for you? So a few years ago, me and Mel decided we wanted to do something in property. Like we wanted to do some sort of property developments or real estate of some sort, something we're both interested in. And, you know, I've been in construction for like 17 years. So housing is like my main thing. And we wanted to do it. And so we went down a seminar and we've been looking at doing different things for so long. And after we separated, I was like, right, I'm going to fucking do this. I want to make something of this. And obviously, since I signed up with you guys with my mindset the way it was, there was no stopping me, man. I was just, I was going to do it. And I realized from having that accountability and having a coach like Harry and, and, and a program that you've created, that just made me think, oh, fuck, why don't I get a property coach? And so I'm like, let's, let's look at that avenue. And like, it was always in the back of my mind, but I'm like, fucking, I, I need one. Like, 100%, man. Like, that's the space I want to be in. That's what I need to do because. I'm not going to learn as much as I can in a short time without one. So I took on extra jobs outside of work, busted my ass for months to come up with enough cash to invest in a property coach. And since me and Mel got back together, we're both doing it. We both have a property coach and it's fantastic. Like we work on it every week and yeah, just got to. Like I, I set a goal and I achieved it. So it's awesome. And what was your goal, if you don't mind me asking? So the goal was to get a property coach and have one deal done by the end of this year. And currently, we're sitting on our first deal. We're waiting for it to settle on the twenty seventh or the twenty eighth of this month. So no shit, not long now. No, so it's exciting, man. It's really cool, and you know that's all happened for a lot of reasons, but. Mainly, like we've had this property coach helping us the whole way through, much like you guys help us through through this, and it just made sense to to invest that money and that time with somebody like her. It's a no brainer, man. Like one of the, I have seven mentors, right? That I that I see some of them more regular than others, and it is crazy how much more successful we become when we get mentored regularly. It's yep. an absolute no-brainer. I have one for literally every area of my life that I want to excel yep. in. It's yeah. it's insane. And without it, I'd be fucked because I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like I'm some genius and <laughs> I've got it all figured out. Like everything that I've learned along the way is from someone else. Yeah, 100%, man. And I sort of, you know, after my first business and the way that went down, it was like, right, let's, I want to do this properly. Like maybe I should have done that 
you know, hindsight, I probably should have got a business coach back in the day when I first started my own business. And, you know, that would help made it successful. But you learn. You don't fail. You learn. So I learned that. And definitely from signing up with yourself and your program and having Harry there along the way as that coach and that, that friend that you just don't have fucking honest conversations with anyone else. You have them with your coach and you have them. And it's just you it steers you in the right direction gives you that motivation and that push and that direction that you need to be successful. Well, how would you describe Harry to you? Because because we're not PTs, right? It's not like we're really life coaches either. It's like this weird like own thing. Well, that's the way that I look at it. I'd be really curious from your perspective. How would you describe Harry? Harry's a fucking boss, man. He is a fucking boss. I love that dude. I've got so much gratitude for Harry, but he's just one of those mates that, yes, he's, he's an amazing coach and He's amazing at what he does and he, he, he loves what he does, man. You can see that. But yeah, he's just a fucking boss, man. Like he's just that mate that just holds you accountable to your shit and gets you to see for what it is and with, without, you know, any bullshit. And like recently, man, I went through a bit of a slump and I was like, Hey, man, like, fuck, you know, I'm, I'm going through not feeling energetic anymore. You can't bother working out at the minute and like, he just pulled me straight out of it, man, like straight out of it. And I'm like, fuck, I wish I had jumped on a call sooner with you. Like, well, how'd you that, guys, how do you pull you out of it? Just ask some honest questions again, man. Had that honest conversation, you know, that you probably should be having with yourself, but you don't. Yeah. And he's, he's good at what he does, man. And I'm very grateful for him. It's crazy what a few really good, well timed questions can do and how much they can just change your mindset, huh? Oh, man. Amazing, like you know, such as your question when we first jumped on the call. Where do you think I'll be if I don't change? And it was just like, fuck, I haven't thought about that before. Well, I've got to ask that question again. What's your on your trajectory now with where you're at and what you're doing at the moment and the level that you're growing? Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, man, I want to be off the tools completely, and I want to be sole income just with our property business, doing property deals basically in five years. And I've told Harry I'm going to do it in three. (laughs) <laughs> but I said it might take me five. So that's kind of where I'm going to be and just be the fucking best version of myself that I can be, man. I still want to fucking crush the gym. I still want to do everything in this program every week and just try and be the best version of myself and just continue to learn, man. Just be an open book and just try and soak as much information out of everything that I can. Fuck yeah, I love that, man. So, okay, so um, there's obviously going to be a couple of guys who are going to be watching this who are probably where you were when you started. What would you say to them or even what would you say to yourself, you know, nearly a year ago now? What advice would you give? (sighs) That's a hard one. Like, I haven't really been (laughs) dishing the advice out. I've just been getting it. So, Well, with that, man, we've got to give you credit, right? Because you fucking smashed it. You went from being, you know, booted out of the house not doing really what you should have been doing in terms of work. You weren't where you were physically, mentally, like in any area, and now you're crushing. So, like, yeah. I reckon you'd have at least one out of that, at least one. It's like if you had to had to say something, what would it be? Just commit. like Commit to it and just make a start. And I think that's probably the hardest thing. People don't start something. They just procrastinate on it. Like, they become professional procrastinators, man. They just go, I'm going to do that tomorrow or I'll do that next week. And I think if you start and just really commit to it, just one day at a time, man, and just do what's set out in front of you one day at a time, it will get easier and you will want to start to do it all the time. I think 
that's probably the best advice I could give. Just commit to it and just make a start. Yeah. And what if that doubt demon creeps up? You know, a little voice in the back of your head that says, oh, don't do it. You'll fail. You'll fail. It's not that bad. You'll fail. What would you do then? You've got to mentally try and get your head around failure for a start, but you've really just got to try and push through. You've really got to say, you know what? If I don't do this, like I said I was going, I've already failed. So maybe I need to give it a go and just try it. And if I fail again, I'll try again. You know, like you've got to, I guess you've got to deal with that aspect of failure first. But yeah, just try and that demon's, you know, knocking on your shoulder. Have someone that's going to hold you accountable. Have someone to talk to. Have a coach. Have a friend. Have somebody that's not going to, A, deal with any excuses or any bullshit <laughs> and just be held accountable. Because when you are held accountable, so many things change. Like, you're like, fuck, I need to do this because I'm being held accountable here. And I think that is where your program differs from just having a fucking PT at the gym. Like, you're being held accountable all the time, man. How do you find that pressure? Really good. Like, I think one of my goals this year was to just fucking put myself out of my comfort zone. And, you know, you don't you don't grow in your little bubble. You don't grow as a person in your comfort zone. So to put yourself out there on different things and put yourself out of your comfort zone is a massive advantage to climbing the ladder, so to speak, or grow as a person. Totally, man. Dude, I, I love seeing, like, how far you've come. Like, you're a different human now. Oh, um, completely different. It, it's it's crazy, man. But I also want to say thank you very much for coming on. It's been really cool of you to share this. Um, and I'm just so fucking pumped to see where you're <laughs> going to be, you know, next October and the October after that and, and going forward. It's going to be really, really fun, man. Oh, the pleasure's all mine, man. It's it's been great to to be on here. And like I said, put yourself out of your comfort zone when uh Harry messaged you, Hey man, you wanna jump on a podcast with uh James? And I was like, Oh fuck, really? Fuck. Like I haven't even thought of that. And then like, you know, the butterflies start creeping in and I'm like, you know what, let's do it. Like you, sp- you, you speak really well, man. Yeah, so I'm like I probably rambled a bit <laughs> but um yeah, I was just like, you know what, let's do it. It's out of my comfort zone. I wouldn't normally be open to though I wouldn't have been open to something like this back then. So yeah. No, dude, you crushed it. You speak you speak really well. Like really <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Oh, my pleasure, man. But dude, I'll, I'll wrap it up there. But thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. No problem, man. Pleasure's all mine. Pleasure, brother. Thanks, dude. Sweet. I hope you enjoyed the video. If you got something out of it and you want to learn more, Click the link below or type in High Performance Conversations with James Can, and you'll be able to check out all the podcasts that we've done. We cover a stack of different topics, everything from getting your mojo back, overcoming anxiety, self-doubt, self-esteem, and learning from some of the industries and some of the world's top performers in both business and in health. Look forward to having you on there.